What's up, everybody? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes episode 119. Um, I am Mike. I'm here with Big Al. Um, we are we are down a man. Uh Liam. Liam had to uh work today, which I don't I don't understand this man's schedule um at all. It just he it's just I don't I don't very know. weird, very unorthodox. Randomly he'll be like, dude, I gotta work till 10. 10 to 10. And I'm like, all right, but like, you know, whatever. It is what it and is. And then it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna leave my job. Don't worry. It's like, okay, but you're still there, dude. It's like and, I, and I want I want him to to be happy wherever he is. But mm-hmm. like, let's mom man, we, we got some important things to talk about here. Very important. We do, we do, but you know what? At least uh he'll he'll be here next episode, though, obviously. Mm-hmm. So no worries. Um but uh, okay, Al. Before we get into the a uh, couple of little Patriots news, offensive, defensive coordinator news, there, um, we we are in the midst of championship weekend. By the time this comes out, or anybody's listening to it, this will most likely be after the games. I would assume, just when people listen. So we might sound like idiots here, but um, first game we are recording Sunday, uh, just before one o'clock. So this is before the first game, the three o'clock game. Um, Chiefs and Ravens, sir. Yes. This one, um, I, I see that this is basically a Patriots fans nightmare. Cause I don't know who you root for here. Um, I am pulling for the chiefs just cause one, I love to watch the chaos. I love to watch everybody shit the bed over, you know, being upset that Taylor Swift gets shown on screen, which by the way, she doesn't even really get shown that much anymore. Um, no, not as much. It's it's much. old news, but it's still like for the for the young yeah. fans. It's like, oh, here's Taylor Swift. Oh, she's sitting in the box. Oh, she has a handshake with yeah. friggin' Brittany Mahomes and and, mm-hmm. and Jackson Mahomes now. Like, I don't know. Did you see that on uh, on Twitter? They have like that ridiculous handshake in the three. Like it's just it's so stupid where they just do like the little like yeah, fingers. Dude, I didn't. I was fine fingers. with with it being her and Brittany Mahomes doing it, but then. Fucking Jackson gets in there. I'm like, dude, this isn't a three-way handshake. Yeah, uh, and that. Jackson's Jackson's Jackson. We know we know Jackson's not. He, uh, he's good got people. his own issues. I don't know how exactly he is, he is even in in the booth with them. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I don't I don't mind it. Like, listen, if if Taylor Swift was dating Edelman when he was on the when he was on the team, right? You, you would expect her to be shown a little bit. Like she is, other than. I don't know. Like, I know like bad bunny is huge other than like, I don't know, Drake or someone like she's the, even she's bigger than Drake. She's the biggest superstar in, in the world right now. Like, she is. So like, you know, they're <laughs> going to show her, uh, but I, I will admit though, the NFL has just been so weird with their coverage of her ever since marketing, 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 Mike, that's all it is. Yeah. It's marketing, getting yeah. that revenue up. Do you I remember, know. do you remember in 2016 when the Patriots obviously beat the Falcons at Super Bowl and it was, um, Excuse me. I think it was Danny Amendola was dating Olivia Culpo at that time. Mm-hmm. You remember that? That was crazy. Yeah. Now, obviously not as yeah. big as Taylor Swift, but still like a celebrity, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was bigger. Then he went off the deep end when they broke up and started posting stuff on Instagram, yeah. which was not great, which was wild. But, uh, but back to the game. So who do you get? Yes. I'm, I'm pulling for the chiefs just because I want to watch the world burn. I don't have the hatred. I think ever since Brady left and now that the Patriots are kind of meh, I haven't had the the visceral hatred for Mahomes and the Chiefs that I used to have. So I right. guess lesser of two evils. I'm going Chiefs. Who are you going with? I'm going with Ravens because yeah. it also does take away from my take that Lamar Jackson's not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Cause I've been saying that 
for like three, four years now. And everyone's like, well, wait, he's really good. I'm like, no, he's good in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he can't get it done. And then people are like, oh, you know, he, what about the Houston game? Yeah, congratulations. You won at home against a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. Congratulations. Awesome. Now you beat Kansas City. That's a legitimate win. That's a That's good big. win. And it's like, okay, now you're in the Super Bowl. Now you have a chance to exercise those demons. But give me the Ravens. Like, I know you like to watch the world burn because I've seen your Twitter account and I can confirm that. Um, but very much so. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Dude, sometimes I get bored. Okay. And I'm just sitting around. I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just see. Let's just let's just happens. let's just stir up some shit. Let's let's stir <laughs> exactly. up what we can. But exactly. give me give me the Ravens. They've been the best team the whole year. I'm sick of seeing the Chiefs in the in the Super Bowl, and it would be their fourth Super Bowl in five years. I don't want them getting anywhere close to Patriots territory. That's the Patriots' selfishness in me. So mm-hmm. give me the Ravens in the AFC Championship. That would be ideal for me. My my thing in with the, the Chiefs, I I I agree. Like I'm sick of seeing them too, especially now because I just. They're not as like fun to watch, you know, like I'll admit, even though I, I, I don't like Harbaugh, I don't like the Ravens, but like, they're at least fun to watch because Lamar Jackson is exciting. Like the chiefs are just like, I don't know, like they're, they're, they don't even seem that good, but they are really good still. I don't, I don't know. And I do think though, if they do get to the Super Bowl, which is what I'm hoping for, they lose because that would be the ultimate thing because what's, what's better or what's worse than Mahomes not getting to the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl and losing? Because if that happened, there's just, he's not gonna he's not gonna catch Brady anyways or the Patriots. But like I think that's just like the heartbreak that I want to see from the KC fans. That's what I want to see. But um, yeah. I don't know. Because he'd be because cool. he'd be what two and two in Super Bowls at that point. If that happened? Super Bowls, yeah, 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 two and two. I mean, so like great, like good for you. You know, it's it's like are you gonna get three just because you keep going to them and losing or whatever? I don't know, but um, NFC though the the second game this is to me the winner out of coming out of this one the Lions and the Niners this is who I want to win the Super Bowl I'm going Lions though obviously uh, the story is awesome we talked about it last week um, there's just there's very little to dislike about there's not much to dislike about the Niners either like I there's not, there's really I not. enjoy the Niners as well but it's just the the Detroit if they make it to the Super Bowl like I said it'd be hilarious you have Eminem and his fans and Taylor Swift and the Swifties that would be crazy but I'm going Lions who are you picking in that one I want the Lions but I think the 49ers are going to take it <clears throat> but I will say this <clears throat> excuse me if the Lions get the ball and I've been saying this to people all week if the Lions get the ball first and score and then for like heaven forbid San Francisco has like a turnover costly fumble whatever and then Detroit scores again Mm-hmm. San Francisco has troubles playing from behind. They yeah. have to be a team that plays from ahead mm-hmm. or is even. So they get down early. I mean, don't be surprised if Brock Purdy tries to step up and then he uh, throws a couple picks. I mean, the Lions have like they have a legitimate shot at this game. Mm-hmm. But I think the 49ers, as long as they do what they need to do, especially on defense. And if Purdy actually exposes the Lions secondary for what it is, then I think the 49ers should take this game. So, yeah, I, I think the 49ers are are the better team i guess um but it's just the the issue with the lions that teams like face dan campbell is a maniac like you can't like you don't know what they're gonna do at any time like they might fake punch they might go for it on a fourth down you're not expecting like they'll they'll pull out these plays because i think he understands too like with with the city of detroit like they're down for it like if you try some crazy shit and you don't get it like the the city of Detroit, they're not gonna gonna all of a sudden turn on their team. They're gonna be like, listen, we haven't been here since ninety what two, ninety three, ninety one, something like that. 
yeah. um, since like, the Barry Sanders days. Yeah. So like they're like, you know, whatever you want to do, let's do it. So I don't know. Either way, though, I do think that whether it's the Niners or the Lions, one of them are going to win the Super Bowl. Hopefully, I think that'd be I think that would work. So. The, the, the Lions are playing with house money right now. Nobody exactly. expected them to get to the NFC championship. And they have all of the United States pulling for them, yep. except for, you know, California, San Francisco fans. Yeah. But I mean, if you even if they lose, it's a great season for them. Mm-hmm. And they have something to build off of for next year. But like uh, Chris Castellani Barstool said, they're here. They might as well win the whole damn thing. So, yep. Yeah. No, my, I mean, shit. Like it, the, the funny thing is, like I said, and like you said about the Niners, there, there's nothing to dislike about the Niners. Brock Purdy, nice story. Mr. Irrelevant coming in and he's playing. He even was, the, the people were saying he might be the MVP this year. And that was wild. George Kittle. My favorite tight end in football. Once again, Travis Kelsey is not a tight end. George Kittle is my favorite tight end in football right now. He's fun. He loves wrestling. I like wrestling. He's just a fun dude. Christian McCaffrey is like the most electric player since, I don't know, any name a player. He's the most electric player since them. Like Debo Samuel, love Debo Samuel. Like could have been a Patriot. Like it's just the defense is fun. Everything about the Niners is fun. It's just they're running into America's team right now. So um, I don't know, but either way that that game, I'll be watching that game kind of um, more of, you know, of course I want Detroit to win, but I'll be, I'll be happy no matter who comes out. Um, but yeah, I, and I guess before we get into the patch too, a um, little bit, you brought it up. I completely forgot just with everything, everything going on this week with the Patriots and just kind of football, a bunch of other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Harbaugh, coach of the LA chargers now. Um what I think I I said it in the group chat and I was kind of throw my thing out there that I want to know what you what, how how you really feel about it. I think this makes the Chargers makes me look at the Chargers differently because I've always kind of looked at them <laughs> as has Liam where it's like ah you know they're they're a good team they're excited they might beat you here and there but like they're not gonna like nothing's gonna happen they're almost like the Hawks in the NBA where like they're gonna have like good seasons they're always gonna be towards the top or like they used to be you know always towards the top of the standings, but they never really went anywhere. Um, but no, I think that this is, this is big. Uh, Brandon Staley, I think was a wildly loser, loser of a head coach. Yeah. Absolute loser. Did, did he go to Philly? Is that where he is now? He's the OC in Philly. No. Uh, so, so Kellen, Kellen Moore is going to be the OC in Philly. Okay. Yep. I know Staley interviewed for, I think their defensive coordinator position in Philly. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, I, I, yeah. Kellen Moore is the guy. Yeah. Now that you said, I, I remember, but, uh, but yeah, Harbaugh to the chargers. Um, what do you, what's, what's your take on that? Kind of looking forward as we, for anything Patriots, just NFL. I mean, credit to the chargers for actually taking a big swing here. I mean, you have a national championship coach. He literally won a national championship in Michigan, but people forget he was good with the 49ers mm-hmm. in his four years that he was at the 49ers. brought him to his super bowl, lost to his brother. It is what it is, but also Mike, I don't know if you know this, but, in their first four seasons, Jim Harbaugh has the second most wins for a coach in their first four seasons in the NFL. I think it was like 42 or something like that. Really? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna look it up right now. Right yeah, now. I, I saw the stat on um, on uh, Countdown on ESPN. They're doing like the, the, post, uh, the post-season countdown. 44-19-1. and one. They tied a game. Yeah, so 44 wins in four years. That's pretty good. I mean, 11 right. wins a year. Yeah. Damn. I mean, so again, credit to them for actually doing what they need to do. And you know what? I think it's going to benefit Justin Herbert. And I think that maybe not in 2024, but I think 2025, the Chargers could be a legitimate team to watch out for mm-hmm. if they do things correct. 
Yeah, yeah, because because they're taking a chance to build. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he needs the year to kind of get in who he wants, get out who he doesn't want. Um, which by the way, this is something. Uh, Austin Eckler, free agent. Um, would you want him on the Patriots? Do you think that, and do you think he'd come here? He's what, 28, I think, 27, 28, 29, maybe? Do I think he would come here? No. Do I want him here? Not necessarily. I'm fine with Stevenson. I'm fine if you re-sign Ramondre. I don't think Austin Eckler is a primary need. I think your primary needs are obviously quarterback, which look at the draft. Wide receivers, again, maybe the draft, maybe free, probably free agency and offensive line. I don't think a running back is a primary need right now for this Patriots team. Yeah, no, I, I just figured I'd throw it out there. Uh, I think he'd be primarily a third down back anyway. So if yeah. he's there, um, you know, might as well take a flyer on him, kind of like you did with Zeke. But yeah, definitely not a priority. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see him here, though. Um, I do now that Liam's not here, we can say it. I would like to see the Patriots re-sign Zeke. I still just don't think it's going to happen. Um, I, I think he's going to so get a, a big ish contract somewhere else, not huge, but just bigger than what the Patriots would spend. But then again, we don't know what the Patriots would spend because this is. This isn't your parents. This isn't your grandparents' Patriots. This isn't the Bill Belichick-led Patriots. This is the Gerard Mayo, like, kind of brain trust between Let's Wolf burn some them. cash, Patriots. Like, let's, let's yeah, get Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, let's now let's get into the Patriots news. Okay. So that quote, let's burn some cash. Um, What, how, how, because because this came up, we have not talked about this, correct? Like, other than, like, we, we might have, we might have last week a little bit, but we can touch on it again. Because yeah, it, it so. Some feathers. Yeah, people are not happy with that. The the let's burn some cash thing. I think they they just kind of assume that like you're going to be flippant and just spend money on big names or whatever. Again, I just I just don't see that as what he meant. I think he Gerard Mayo, which by the way, people don't know Gerard Mayo interview said, you know, let's burn some cash, basically saying like you need talent. Talent is 100 percent what you need. Let's burn some cash to get that talent. I don't think he's talking about being. You're like not responsible with the money. I think he's right. just saying we're going to spend money this offseason, which should excite you. I don't get it. Do you think the Patriots fans, because they've known the Belichick way for so long, that it's almost like scary? It's like, you've, like you're so comfortable with something for so long and then something new comes out of the blue and you don't know how to react to it. Do you think that could be a possibility? Yes, I, I think that <laughs> that has happened with Patriots fans, fans since Tom Brady left. I think people th- there's a transition that's been going on for the last few years between the the dynasty Patriots to the somewhat rebuilding the dynasty Patriots, and I think Patriots fans and like I myself included, not everybody, no one's perfect as a fan. Like we don't know how to handle it, and like right now you you see these quotes or you see these things happening, and you're thinking in the mindset of the Belichick Patriots, and right. then you're thinking like, okay, if it's going to be different, it's going to be a complete 180. So it, it, instead of being frugal with money, now we're going to spend on dumb things. It's like, no, I think the the answer lies somewhere in between. But no, I think Patriots fans are just, it's a, it's a scary time because I think we all understand how important this offseason is. But it's just like, I think people just need to calm down. Like, you know, if you don't get the offensive coordinator you want, oh my God, the sky's <laughs> falling. If, you know, you have a defensive coordinator that's young who we're about to talk about, like, ah, he's not proven. What's going to happen? Like everybody right. just... Calm down. I feel like Aaron Rodgers. Just relax. Like, and, and and not only that too. Like, if Gerard Mayo is spending like really bad money, so I'll give a quick example. If they gave a contract to like, I'm just gonna throw a weird name out there, Darius Tony, right? If they give him like a five year, like eighty five million dollar contract, then I'd be like, all right, Gerard, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what what are we doing here? But I don't think they're gonna do that. I think they're gonna be smart with it. But I think they're gonna. And I know 
because I want to talk about this later when we talk about the offensive coordinator position. I think they're actually going to pay up if it's between them and another team. And if they really want the player, they might bump it up a little bit to get that deal done. That's what I think the burning of the cash is. And that's good if you want players here. And and I hate to say this, and I know you're going to hate to hear this because we're diehard Patriots fans and we live in the past somewhat. But if it's come, it's you don't have Belichick anymore. You don't have Brady anymore. You don't have those factors to play into it. You're going to have to be the team that spends a little bit more to get the players. That's just, that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And if you're still not willing to spend, then be prepared to live in mediocrity and worse, just like you did in 2023 for the next five to 10 years, if you continue on that path, which I don't think they want to do. No, the, I think that the the team now understands, hopefully, or at least someone in there understands, which I don't, not that they didn't understand it before, but just kind of talking broad strokes, like free agency, by definition, you're, you're going to be overspending on people because you're bidding with other teams, even if it's just one team that, that you're bidding against. Like if, if, if you buy something at whatever price it is, that is different than bidding against something like that that just in by what that is like if you go to an auction you're gonna pay more for that item but if you really want that item you have a (laughs) limit if if, as long as you're under that limit and you think that whatever that limit is lets you go do whatever other moves you need i don't care like that's the thing unless it's like a crazy overpay or like something but like you said if it's like a like a canarius tony or like even even if you give a crazy contract to michael Pittman, which is a wide receiver that people say you right. know might be on the radar but i think there's a limit there but like you're gonna have to overspend in free agency it is what it is like the patriots have done it and then they haven't done it with players it just depends on who they get so yeah i'm i'm completely fine with him saying that i think that should be exciting um to fans but seems like fans are taking it the other way but which um, are we surprised at this point no no we're not and because it but i will i will say now kind of going into the 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 defensive coordinator position this seems like something that the patriots or patriots fans almost all seem kind of behind so demarcus covington has been named has it has he been officially or is it like they plan to name him I, it's I think that's they're planning. Is, right? They're the they're planning to name him. The Patriots okay. Twitter account even yeah. said report to Marcus Covington to be next Patriots defensive coordinator. So okay, yeah, th- that's the so plan. Semantics, yeah, yeah. It's it's all semantics how they're wording it. But so Demarcus Covington will be uh, the new defensive coordinator for the Patriots. He is thirty four years old. He is two nuts. years older than me. That yeah. is nuts. Have you? I have never looked at my life more with uh with disgust than seeing that where i'm like you are 34 and you are about to be you are about to coordinate the defense of the new england patriots i am 32 and i struggle getting out of bed in the morning now because my knees are gone like holy (laughs) shit (laughs) oh my goodness but um but yeah so he was the defensive line coach for what a few years right three years i think something Something like that. that so um, yeah, in the defensive line, if you put any stock into, because uh, I know people are like, um, you know, if, if we're going to name person X as a coordinator, how did he do in his role here or whatever? I don't know how much you, how much stock you want to put into that, but if you do put stock into it, the defensive line has been pretty damn good the last few years. The defense as a whole has been pretty good. Um, I don't see any negative in this. I think if you have Mayo, 
if you have Covington and if you have maybe an offensive coordinator we'll talk about later, I think that's a very nice young core nucleus of coaches, which is something that we've been talking about for God seasons now, where it's like, just give us some sort of stability. And it's nice if they're young because then you can kind of grow along with them. But uh, what say you about uh, DeMarcus Covington being reportedly going to be the next defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots? It's a good hire. And I think they wanted to keep it within. And you know what? And I saw somebody tweet this out. The fact that there's so much inexperience. It's like, yeah, guess what? People, and I will always say this, whether it's on a podcast or just talking to people regularly, how do you get experience if someone doesn't give you that experience? That's the whole thing. You need to get experience somehow. Somebody has to give it to you first. So Gerard Mayo was given DeMarcus Covington his first crack at being a defensive coordinator. Now on that unit, besides like, again, maybe another safety, maybe another linebacker, is there really a lot of work that needs to be done on that defense? No, because you're getting, and you're getting, you're getting Judon back. You're getting Gonzalez back, which is, you know, another pass rusher and a corner that's going to help you so much. Yep. And that's the thing is, again, just maybe in the draft, get a linebacker in like, you know, the fourth round, fifth round or something. Get that extra safety, like in the later rounds, whatever. That's fine. Sign someone in free agency for cheap. Again, that's fine. But DeMarcus Covington has done a great job with that defensive line. They know how to get to the quarterback. They do a good job of getting to the quarterback. So, again, give the guy his credit. The players wanted him. I think Gerard Mayo wanted him. I mean, obviously he did because he's going to hire him. So, I think this is a really, really good hire. So, I'm good with it. And I'm sure Patriots fans will be excited about it once the season starts. See, that's one of those things that I – I think it's swept under the rug uh, is that the, the team wanted it just like with Mayo being the head coach, the team, the players are happy. He's there. Now I know that's a small piece of the pie because if the players want a coach to be there and he sucks, it doesn't really matter if the players want the, want the coach to be there, but it's just, that's a good step in the right direction. You know, it's not like in, in Oakland where there were players saying that they were going to want to leave the team. If Antonio Pierce didn't become the head coach, you know, it's not, it's nothing like that. It's listen, people wanted Mayo. A lot of, a lot of you know, ex-Patriots players, current Patriots players, coaches. They said, yeah, it makes sense that he's the guy. Awesome. Covington. When um, I think Christian Barmore t- uh, tweeted out a couple eye emojis, like an hour or so before the news about Covington broke, the players are happy he's there. He's mm-hmm. been with them for a few years. They know his kind of system because he's going to have the same type of system. Obviously, there'll be different tweaks here and there, but like it's it's a good signing. It, it's a good move. There's there's very little that you could be worried about. And, and like you said, how do you every single coach you see in the NFL started with zero experience? Every yeah. single coach. And it's not like like if you want to maybe talk about Mayo's um inexperience being a head coach. Okay. I'll listen to it. I don't know how much stock I'll put into it, but coming he's going to be a coordinator. It's still a big position, but like, he's still coordinator. You're just kind of managing the entire group. Now, you know, it's not like he's going to the, to be a head coach, which then, okay, sure. Like I said, I'll listen to you, but like this, this is the next step. Like he, he's going to be the coordinator. And I think, I I think it's going to be awesome. I think the players are going to want to play for him. I mean, we see that, with the Lions right now in the playoffs. They want to play for Dan Campbell. Is Dan Campbell the best coach out there? No. Is Ben Johnson the best offensive coordinator out there? Probably not. But like the the players want to play for him. The players want to play for the coach. They want to play for the offensive coordinator. I think that's important. 
And um, yeah, I'm pumped. I like that he's young too. Um, I know that that was kind of something that people wanted was a young guy uh, in, in all these coaching positions. So mm-hmm. there you go. You got your guy who, and I don't want to hear about, oh, you're just, you're bringing someone in house. The problems aren't going to, aren't going to go away, blah, blah, blah. Listen, problems are on the offense. The defense has not been a problem. So if you want to, if you want to promote anybody from within to any position, I'd want it to be on the defensive side. Patriots defense is what has kept this team watchable for the last couple of years. So yep. I'm pumped. And like you said, we'll, we'll do an episode on it at one point. And I'm very I'm excited to do it because I want to get myself hyped up again for the Patriots and the defensive side is kind of set. Like you said, you got Judon coming back. You have a potential shutdown comeback player of the year corner and Christian Gonzalez coming back. You got some corners that are still there. Safeties. Like you said, you, maybe you grab one, you get a veteran, whatever, fill a hole, move, you know, kick the can down the road with that uh, or sign Duggar. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, and then linebacker. Yeah. Just some depth pieces. You got starters. Uh, if you really want, you can sign Uche back too. If you want, like whatever, get Mac Wilson. That'd be a nice little piece there. Um, but no, the the defense is set. So if you have a coordinator come in and do that, I I'm excited. This this is just another another step in the right direction to get the the myself and the fan base excited for the 2024 season. That's how I and, and to put the cherry on top of the Sunday here. Patriots had one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Who was responsible for that? Demarcus Covington. By the way, Christian Gonzalez, sorry, not Christian Gonzalez, Christian Barmore, a guy that we all love, had a breakout 2023 season. Who was his defensive line coach? Let's see, Demarcus Covington. So again, this guy can coach players. This guy can get guys to perform at the level that they should be. So now that he's just the the guy that's monitoring the whole defense as opposed to just the the defensive line, I think we're going to see a lot more schemes. I think we're going to see a lot of things, maybe some wrinkles we haven't seen before, but I'm excited, genuinely excited to see what Covington can do to an already pretty good defense. Yep. Yep. A pretty good defense that he had a vital part in playing in mm-hmm. do in, you know, dealing with. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy. I think the team is moving in the right direction with uh, on the defensive side of the ball, both with the players and with, um, and with the coaching there, you have a defensive minded head coach too, which is nice to kind of keep that going as well. Um, but the, now everybody basically turns their attention drafts a little bit far away. So Patriots fans got to find something else to complain about, which I'm down with at this point, offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. Patriots still have not named an offensive coordinator. They've had a litany of interviews now. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you happen to have the, the the people who they have interviewed so far? I can get that. I can, if you give me like 10 seconds, no worries. I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk our way through it though, till you get there. Um, so yeah, offense, obviously this is where I think a lot of Patriots fans and rightfully so should be aiming their worries because the offense has sucked the last few years. I mean, you had Matt Patricia one year, you had the bill O'Brien that didn't really work out. Obviously he's going to Ohio state. Good for him. Um, but the, the Patriots did want Zach Robinson. Uh, that seemed to be the, um, to be the, the, the big name that everybody wanted. But uh, he's going to end up going to Atlanta. Um, so, you know, good for him, whatever. Um, I saw, again, a lot of Patriots fans kind of saying that the sky may be falling in that case. Dude, you don't know how he would have been here. Granted, would it have been nice for him to come here? Of course. But, like, cool. It's not happening. Move on to the next thing. Like, it's a it's a loss because you missed out on him, but whatever. So who uh, who who were the people that the Patriots had in so far? 
So the Patriots so far have had Nick Cayley in from the Rams, who's actually going to be getting a second interview on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something we'll yep. talk about in a sec. They had yep. Zach Robinson in, obviously, like Mike said, he's going to be going to the Falcons. Dan Pitcher was, I believe, a Zoom interview. He got hired by the Bengals to be their OC. Uh, Shane Waldron from the Seahawks, who got hired by the Bears. Uh, Gerard Johnson from the Texans. Thomas Brown from the Panthers. Tanner Angstrand from the Lions. Brian Flurry from the 49ers. And Luke Getze from the Bears. So that's all the names of the offensive coordinators that the Patriots have had in the building for interviews or via Zoom for an interview as well. So they're doing their homework. And by the way, what's the one common thing that a lot of these offensive coordinators have in common, Mike? They're all at one point or another have crossed paths with Sean McVeigh. Bingo. And that's a, that is not a minor detail. That's something that is huge because again, we talked about this last year. I know I was a little more, you know, passionate about it. I think you and Liam finally kind of caught up like halfway through the season, <laughs> but it's like, you, you need to, we got be there. Able, we got there. You did get there. I'll give you your credit. You did get there. You need to be up to date with the offense in the NFL. And these are guys that have seen it firsthand in the McVay Shanahan system. So, you know what? Excuse me, but you know what? Honestly, whoever you get is going to be a pretty good hire. Again, I'm going to stick with what I've said since they, uh, since Bill O'Brien left. I think it's going to end up being Nick Cayley. He, people forget he had an interview in 2022 for the offensive coordinator position. Mm-hmm. And the old saying goes, if you don't get the job the first time, but you get a job interview like immediately again after when the position reopens, more than likely you're going to get it because mm-hmm. they liked you enough the first time. They just thought that someone was a little bit better, but then this time they realized, okay, they made a mistake. I think they're realizing, you know what, Bill O'Brien wasn't a mistake, but maybe we should have just hired Kaylee a year earlier so he could have been a year into the offense. But again, I think Nick Kaylee's the guy. I think he's going to be fine. And I think he was the tight ends coach here before he went to the Rams for the 2023 season. So he's seen that Patriots offense very recently. He knows some of the players there. So I think he can develop an offensive scheme that's going to look a lot better and run a lot smoother than the last couple of years have done. So again, Nick Cayley, I think is going to end up being the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he will be too. And um, you know, this by no means um, is, is a slight to Bill O'Brien. I think that hiring him last year was something we all wanted. We all anticipated. We all were happy that happened. Obviously right. it did not work out how we wanted blame, whatever, whoever you want for that. It just simply did not work out. Um, but I guess the, the, the rumor was that when Nick Cayley was getting interviewed, there were a lot of players within, you know, the team that wanted him to be the OC. Um, now again, obviously Bill O'Brien came in. People didn't hate Bill O'Brien. Like it is what it is. He kind of Belichick disciples. So people understood what they were getting, but like, again, it's another thing where the players in, in house, whoever is left from that or whoever wanted him to be there, obviously Kaylee was someone that the players wanted. So, and he's someone who has been, which is a big thing. Like you mentioned, he he's been with McVay and like the Rams offense has been good. Sure. At like, if you want to say that Tyler Higby's numbers have been down on the Rams since Kaylee has been there. Okay. Like, I don't know how much, you know, how much blame you want to put to Nick Kaylee for that. I do not care. You're coming from an offensive system that is, is, you know, good at least much better than your offensive system was. Um, so I think you just bring in talent, just like Mayo said, bring in talent, whether it's coaches, whether it's players, I don't care. Have Nick Cayley here. He's been here before. So at least he's, 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 he's been exposed to 
the the Patriots organization. So bring them in. Just like, you know, when when the Patriots set players go out and then they come back, they happen to succeed. Maybe this is going to happen again with coaching. So, yeah, I do think that is going to be Nick Cayley. I think he's going to be the guy. Um, he is 41, so that's another young guy out there. Um, I, I think that's a very fine trio, a very fine trio, a, a nucleus there to build with. Um, I don't know how long anybody would be here when they get here. I don't care, but it's just, I think that's something you have everybody there. You kind of start to draw up how you want your team to be as a whole and also bring back Hunter Henry. That's my thing. If you're going to bring him back, he was this in, in we'll kind of talk a little bit about, about him, uh, Hunter Henry. He, he was a captain this past season. That that does not happen by accident. I know that he was the captain under another coach's regime, but Mayo was still there. Nick Cayley has so Cayley was here when Hunter Henry was here. Then correct? Yeah, because yeah, so yeah, for at least two seasons. Because yeah. Hunter Henry came in twenty twenty one, and yep. Nick Cayley was still here. So yeah, yeah, at least two seasons. And Hunter Henry has been really good his entire Patriots career. Granted, some some of the numbers might not be where you want. But he's been a top tight end in the league, whether you're looking at touchdowns, maybe not yards, but he's just always been productive when he's out there. So, yeah, you got to bring him back, whether you want to tag him, sign him. I don't care what it is. If you get Nick Cayley in here, even if you don't, but if you get him in here, you got to bring in Hunter Henry. I feel like you can't bring in a tight ends coach to be your offensive coordinator and not have a tight end under contract because that's where the Patriots are right now. They do not have a single tight end under contract going into going into this season. So. Um, getting Hunter Henry would be would be a sweet addition with Nick Cayley. But um, yeah, I'd like that. Th- this was something I saw fly by uh, right before we got on here, like a half an hour before. Mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury interviewed with the Bears. They have not hired him yet. Now, everybody said that he was going to, you know, they were going to bring him in. The Bears were going to draft Caleb Williams and it was going to be, you know, match made in heaven. Follow along with me here. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury is not going to be the guy in um, in, in Chicago because he's not because he's would not. You, would you take a flyer on Cliff Kingsbury? I would take a flyer. I would at least interview. Why not? Right. I mean, you might as well. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but if you really wanted to take a flyer on Josh McDaniels too, because again, it's. The yeah, we'll OC, talk about that. Yep, yep. It's the it's the fact that you're not interviewing for a head coach. You're interviewing for an offensive coordinator, and we've said this. Some guys can be good coordinators, but they can't be good head coaches because the Bears they hired Shane Waldron. That's done. That's that's already you know signed, sealed, delivered. So I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, it, it doesn't hurt to have a guy that worked with Caleb Williams. At the very worst, get some information. Be like, how is Caleb Williams in? You know, pressure situations. How is he off the field? How is he in team meetings? How is he on the practice field? At least at the very worst, gather a little bit of information because God forbid, I don't know if you saw this, but Chicago, the Bears tweeted from their account, yep. like the the JF1 like video, Justin Fields one. And it's like, hmm, why are they tweeting this out? Like, wouldn't they keep it quiet if they were really considering taking Caleb Williams number one overall in the draft? I mean, plus two with Caleb Williams saying he doesn't want to go to Chicago, all this stuff. I mean, you know, if Caleb Williams falls, it's between you and Washington to get him. But then maybe you get the information. You're like, you know what? Washington can have him. We want Drake May. We want Jaden Daniels. Yep. You know, but again, fine. Bring in Cliff Kingsbury. He's got to serve a purpose in one way or the other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what what 
uh, what reminded me of something I want to talk about. You brought up Josh McDaniels. Uh, I saw people saying now that the Patriots didn't get um, Zach Robinson. Uh, is it Zach Robinson? I always yeah, Zach I, Robinson. I, yeah, yep. I always mix up his last. Oh, there's too many Zachs that it, going through my head when I'm talking about sports. <laughs> I don't know why. But um, if if the Patriots did not get him, which they didn't, people are like, oh, now now we're gonna you know fall back into Josh McDaniels' arms. Listen, that wouldn't that wouldn't excite me, but I wouldn't hate it. Like we gotta stop. We gotta separate Josh McDaniels, the head coach, from Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. Right. He has pretty much always been, at the very, very, very least, a serviceable, passable offensive coordinator. Again, I hate the third down shotgun runs. Everybody hates that. Like, you know, sometimes he'd have some dumbass plays he'd call. I don't know. But every coordinator, every coach, they all have that. Like, I I would not hate Josh McDaniels coming back. And then there were – I saw some reports saying that the Patriots – since they're bringing in, um, if they were to sign Nick Cayley, they'd want a um, like an advisor to kind of help him out um, mm-hmm. on the offensive side. I wouldn't even be opposed to bringing in Josh McDaniels in that role, kind of like your um, like your you know shepherd kind of yeah. Do like a, a quarterback coach and a passing game coordinator. Yes, there's the role. Yep, because I think yeah. that was Tanner uh, um, Erdstein's role or whatever his last name is from the Lions. I think that was mm-hmm. his role to go along with Ben Johnson. Yep, so. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. Like, again, just you can just bring in talent. Like, it's not always going to work. Everything's always, a, you know, a roll of the dice, whether you're hiring a coach, a player, drafting. Nothing is a, is a sure game. But, yeah, I wouldn't hate that. If you bring in Nick Cayley and have Josh McDaniels as, yeah, like a passing game coordinator, wouldn't hate that whatsoever. Because, um, nope. you know, if, lest we forget, Mac Jones, his best year was with Josh McDaniels. Not saying that Mac Jones is coming back. I'm just saying that, if Josh McDaniels can make Mac Jones look good, what could he do with Drake May or Jaden Daniels? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, which, by the way, where another week, we're going to talk about it every week. Where <laughs> do you stand? You want Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Those seem to be the two quarterbacks that the Patriots are going to, because Caleb Williams, unless you trade up, I don't see him being there because the Bears are either going to take Caleb Williams or they're probably going to take Marvin Harrison Jr. And then the Redskins, no, not the Redskins, the Commanders. Commanders there, John. Uh, I don't even know why that slipped. I don't call that. I've always called them the Commanders. I don't know why that slipped there. Force but, to have um, it understandable. The, the Commanders are most likely going to take Caleb Williams. Um, and if he's not there, they're probably going to take Drake May. But if the Patriots have the opportunity, we're not going to bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. because that throws a monkey wrench in that I don't want to talk about right now because I don't know what I'd want them to do. I'd be happy either way, but I don't know. Drake May or Jaden Daniels? Who, who are you leaning to right now? Because I change every week. I lean differently. I'm going to stay pretty consistent with this. I'm going to stay with Jaden Daniels. And here's why. A big thing for me is what's the competition you played against? I'm not saying that's the say all be all, but it's a factor. Drake may played at North Carolina. He's playing in the ACC. Sure, they have a couple decent teams. Like Clemson's a decent team. Florida State was good this year. Miami was okay. Fine, whatever. Jaden Daniels is playing in the SEC. You're going up against Alabama and Auburn and Arkansas and Mississippi State and all of these big-time SEC schools. Mm-hmm. That means something to me. That means that you've seen a high level of competition and you succeeded. You He won the Heisman. Mm-hmm. So, so yep. again, if I'm a coach, that means something to me personally. And maybe that's why I'm not a head coach in the NFL or even a coordinator. But 
I'm going to stick with Jaden Daniels. And I love the aspect of, again, the dual threat quarterback. Can Drake maybe that? Sure. But I don't think to the level that Jaden Daniels can be because he can be elusive. He can be explosive. And if that play breaks down and he's got 20, 25 yards, you know, downfield ahead of him, why not take that 20, 25 yard gain on the ground as opposed to trying to fit in a pass somewhere and it either gets picked or intercepted or, or batted down or whatever. So yeah. Jaden Daniels, give me Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And like, again, like I've, I've leaned toward Drake may for a while because, you know, you see, you hear people talk about him. He can put the ball wherever he wants. He can, he can still run if he has to, he's not Jaden Daniels by any means, but he can still run. He's, he's a much better runner than Matt Jones. Like he can still, you know, not, He's not elusive. You can't make plays happen, but he can take what you give him and kind of, you know, keep going. He's a, he's a tough kid, they say. But mm -hmm. then you look at Jaden Daniels, and uh, it's not not only, like, can he, you know, make plays happen with his feet? Can he, you know, still throw the ball? You know, he's not just like a pure runner, that's it. But I start looking at it where, okay, if you have a first-time offensive court, mm -hmm. that giving him as much, let's just say it's Nick Cady, giving him as many options, as many tools, as many things to play with as he can, can only help not only the offense's development, not only the quarterback's development, but Nick Cayley's development as an offensive coordinator as well. So if you give him Jaden Daniels, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, we're going to design these plays. And I don't have to worry about you being a statue back there because if for some reason something breaks down, you can run, you can, you know, elude the tackle and run. What does that also help? The offensive line. You know, where mm -hmm. you're probably going to have a second-year guy, whether it's City So or um, I can't think of his other uh, – I can't think of his name. Uh, Antonio Maffi, starting yeah. probably at right guard, because if you sign Michael mm -hmm. Wenu, he'll probably play right tackle. But, like, you know, it's just – and then you have who knows at left tackle, whether it's a rookie or a veteran coming in. If you have a quarterback that you don't have to worry about, if you happen to miss a block or kind of half-ass a block by accident – it's not an automatic sack. You know, you're not going to have a guy back there like Mac Jones or Tom Brady who would, who would turtle, you know, no, no, no slight to them, but it just, it would be what would happen. Right. Like I think Jaden Daniels having someone like that takes a lot of the pressure off everybody else in the offense. So right now I'm leaning toward Jaden Daniels. Cause I think that'd be nice to see, you know, when uh, other than Cam Newton, but even then, you kind of had the corpse of Cam Newton in a year where nobody wanted to play or watch football, really. Um, right. wh when have the Patriots had a quarterback like that? They had Tom Brady for 20 years. Then they, then they had Drew Bledsoe. Like, I don't – you'd have to go a way, way, way back before I was even watching football. So Tony, Tony Eason, I, I don't know if he was much of a runner, though. No, but but that's just it. You're going pre-everything. Pre You're going pre-Robert Kraft. Like, yeah. Real quick, do you know who the Patriots almost had as a quarterback in the 80s? I'll no, give you a hint. Who? He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, God. Who? Jim Kelly. No shit. That would they be were, funny. They were one pick away. So I watched the 30 for 30 documentary. Have you ever watched the uh, the 30 for 30 documentary, Elway and Marino? In that no, 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 no. That's, that, that's on the list. That's the, I know 30 one. for 30 got a lot of good ones on there, but yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. I would highly advise because I know you love football. So I know mm -hmm. you would love it just real quick while we're on the topic, while I have it on my brain. Yeah. The bills had two picks. Like, I think it was like 13, 15, the Patriots had 16. The bills didn't took someone else. And Jim Kelly was thrilled because he didn't want to go to, to Buffalo. Then another team picked, and then the 15th pick, the Bills took Jim Kelly right before the Patriots. Literally, the pick before 
Jim Kelly could have been a New England Patriot. And then Jim Kelly ends up going to uh, what at the time was the USFL Houston Gamblers, which was pretty cool. So he got to play like in a dome and then he ended up playing for Buffalo anyway. We know that. But yeah, yeah the Patriots almost had Jim Kelly. One pick that away. That's crazy. That'd be a good one. Maybe, maybe we'll do that like once a month, the last episode of each month. I want to do like, a, it doesn't even have to be like the whole episode. It can just be like a segment. Uh, we'll bring, we'll run it by Liam, but like a, like the, one of the biggest like what ifs like in, in Patriots, um, in, in Patriots history, whether it's, you know, like you said, if, if Jim Kelly came to the Patriots or what if Drew Bledsoe never got hurt or what if whatever, I think that'd be fun to do like a, like a what if thing. I like think that. so too. But yeah, but yeah, that'd be crazy. What if Jim Kelly came here? Like, like, cause you got to think I mean, you, you wouldn't end up with Bledsoe probably. And then that, like, I don't like the snowball effect of things that would happen. Like do the Patriots get to the Super Bowl four times and lose? Like, I don't know who knows what happens. That'd be wild. Um, that would be wild. But, uh, but yeah, that, so, but Jaden Daniels, that's where I'm leaning right now. I feel like we're, we're going to end up ending the episode from now to the draft about, I'm going to ask you guys who you're leaning towards because I think it changes every week. It does for me. I'm going towards Jaden Daniels now. Um, but if for some reason Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, I'll always throw this caveat out there. I think you have to take him still. And we say it every episode. Mm-hmm. I think you take him and then you just trade back into the first if you really want a guy or you take someone in the second who could still be serviceable. You never know because – you don't need to be a first round pick to be a successful, a successful quarterback, but sure as hell helps. Um, but yeah, Jaden Daniels, man, seeing him, that would be I, God, seeing Jaden Daniels, Nick Cayley as your offensive coordinator, Covington over there running an elite defense, Gerard Mayo, keeping everything tight. And that, I, I don't know. I'm slowly getting more and more excited for the Patriots as we get closer and closer to the draft free agency. I think that's going to be the peak excitement for me. And I'm sure you and every other yeah. Patriots fan out there is going to be the draft and then free agency. Like what? Well, I mean, I mean, the Red Sox are going to suck. So, I mean, there's going to be nothing. There's nothing there's, else that it'll be on. The Red Sox are going to suck. The I mean, the, the Bruins and Celtics are still good. Celtics are the best team in the league. Bruins are one of the best teams in the league. So at least yeah. Patriots are, you know, New England fans have that to kind of lean on, but yeah, I think it's going to be uh it's it's going to be very interesting. But yeah, I think the Patriots checked another thing off their box. What did we want? We want head coach. Check. Defensive coordinator, that's on the list. Check. Um this will kind of we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up still defensive coordinator talk there. Uh Steve Belichick, the Belichick bros, Brian and Steve. Now rumors are that they're if their dad can't get a job, Bill Belichick who isn't going to be the coach of the Falcons, uh Raheem Morris got that got that nod but um if if belichick doesn't land a job somewhere the belichicks might stay here which i think that only helps um i know i think it make does fun too. of steve belichick because he's a little goofy sounds just like his dad but i think him being here would be awesome he was a part of this defense too so you can't you can't say you don't want steve belichick but then also say you you want the defense to be as good as it is <laughs> as it's been because he was a piece of that i'm not saying they can't be good without him but having C. Belichick here would be good. So, I mean, that's another thing to watch, you know, see see where they go. But the Patriots are checking things off their boxes right now. So They, I, they are. I, and don't forget, Gerard and Steve are really good friends too. So yep. I think if Belichick doesn't end up getting a head coaching job, which I think is a very realistic possibility, you know, at this moment in time, I know. I think that Steve Belichick could end up with the Patriots in some way, shape, or form next year. And Brian Belichick too, if they both want it. 
I mean, why wouldn't they still want to coach? Like yeah, if they want to no, definitely develop their careers and further their careers. Yeah, because I mean, that's going to look good. Like if they do stay and, you know, the team is successful in in whatever way that can shine on, you know, Steve Belichick or Brian Belichick, that's just going to help them the following offseason where it's like, yeah, sure, we stayed here without our dad. Everybody thought we were, you know, you know, just hires just because of our last name, or, you know, nepotism babies. But no, we, we we're actually good at our job. So it's just going to help them moving forward if they stay here and succeed in any way. So, yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, but yeah, hopefully. When we record next weekend, the Patriots have an offensive coordinator named, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume it's gonna be Nick Cady. That's gonna be the guy yeah. I'm going. With. So. We have, um, we have many breaking Patriots head news. Uh, Patriots news. Patriots yeah, Patriots head news. Many breaking news for the Patriots team. There we go. I can speak words again. This is very, very small. Uh, University of Florida is set to hire New England Patriots assistant special teams coach Joe Houston to coach its special teams units. Sources tell Swamp um, underscore 247. So Patriots losing okay. a, a spe- uh, special teams coach, but also with the Nick Cayley second interview, they're also bringing in, and I want to make sure that I get his name right, because it's the it's the special teams coordinator for the Rams as well. It's... Of course. Where is it? Jer- Jeremy Springer. Okay. Listen, I don't I I don't know too much about like all the coaches. I got to look into them. I know even less about special team coaches. So hey, listen. If it's if it's if it's someone that's going to come in that'd be better than, you know, your boy Cam Acord, then let's let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in. Oh yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting the Patriots are going to need a special teams coach too, so that's on the list as well. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I think they'll 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 land one, but okay. So yeah, that's two, two, I mean, the GM thing, that's they're handling that their own way. So really the only two massive coaching decisions that need to be done now, other than just kind of filling it out as they go, offensive coordinator, special teams. So hopefully next week they have offensive coordinator, special teams, you get that down the line and then start looking towards the draft, looking towards free agency. What are you going to do? So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you got anything else to say before we get out of here and go watch uh, Taylor Swift beat the Ravens? Mm-hmm. Nah, go Ravens, go Lions. Go Ravens, go Lions. Listen, I wouldn't even hate it. It doesn't matter. Lions are going to win the Super Bowl anyways. So (laughs) we will see you next week. um, And Liam will be here as well. So we out.